Welcome to Weightlifting Yarns, where we chat about all things weightlifting in Aotearoa and all around the world. All right, kia ora everyone. We are back with another Weightlifting Yarns. Today we are joined with a very special guest in Kaina Nahu Andrews. Welcome, Kaina. It's great to have you on, buddy. Um, I, um, yeah, look, you came first to mind for me in terms of getting in touch with with an athlete that we'd love to have on. Um, obviously, I've been very lucky to have been working alongside you, but it's nice to introduce you to Hayden um, over the over the Skype. Um, but we're really excited to have you on. Thank you. Uh, I guess first up, why don't you give us the traditional who are you? I'm sure if you're, you're listening within New Zealand, you're going to know who Kana is anyway, but um, maybe maybe a little bit, bit back, more of a wee bit, like where you're from, um, you know, for our viewers, it's important to know your Tiranga Wawai, kind of where you are from, and um, yeah, and we'll go from there. Okay, cool. Um, so I was... Born and raised in West Auckland, um, an only child, but I still live with my parents. <laughs> and I do. Um, yep. I identify as Napui Natipuro. Yeah. Um, and what I do weightlifting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a pretty nice and simple, um, simple introduction, and I. I think um, we'll, we'll dig into some of that stuff, but I think obviously what people want to hear is around the weightlifting. Okay, so how long? Tell everyone about how long you've been weightlifting, and then uh, maybe you can give us some insight into how many records you hold. <laughs> New Zealand, Oceanic, all those records. Yeah. Um. So I began weightlifting when I was thirteen, but I started CrossFit when I was around well, 11 or 12 with my mum and my auntie, oh, and my cousin is, um, but yeah, yeah, I only really got into it when I was 13 when Functional Strength held a in-competition, or in-house competition, um, and then from there, yeah, uh, just kind of the spark was ignited, um, but I actually don't know how many records I've broken over the six years that I've been lifting now. Yeah, it's well over a hundred. Yeah, yeah, and and I guess um, it'd be cool to explore the relationship with Richie Patterson at some point today. But um, for those who are living under a rock, uh, Richie Patterson is is Kana's coach and has been since the start. Um, and it's been a pretty cool journey to see that sort of grow. Um, yeah, what's it? So that's what six years we took. Yeah, if you're 30, so six years then, Kay. Yeah, that's a long time, mate. Yeah, yeah, well, it worked from the get go. So, I mean, yeah, um, no complaints. So, um, just to just interrupt there, Kana. So, have you been coached by Richie the entire time that you've been Olympic weightlifting? Then, like, he taught, taught you all the basics and has led you right through to your current, you know, elite level. Yes. Uh, well, when I did CrossFit, I was at um, Zealous CrossFit in Avondale, and I was taught there by some of the coaches, but um, not really weightlifting specific, only for the one competition when that was held at Functional. But literally from the get-go, Richie has taught me everything that I know. Cool. Yeah, that's been a cool relationship. And I think Kana's probably being a bit modest, so if you don't know, Kana is the bronze medalist from the last Youth Olympics. Um, and yeah. she's um, also the bronze medalist from Junior Worlds 2019 and was also the gold medal winner in the snatch portion of that event. Uh, so those are two massive accolades in our sport um, mm. and I believe the only uh, medal to be won on a world stage, a gold medal to be won on a world stage um, yeah. and certainly obviously our first um, Youth Olympics medal in weightlifting to be won as well. So, I mean, that in itself is a massive um, um, showing of your talent and, and application, Kana. So, yeah, without being, without, you know, making you pump yourself up too much, I think those certain things certainly need to be recognised. 
Oh yeah, thanks, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> so let's dig into. Um, for me personally, I've been lucky enough to coach you at a couple of events, um, and I think um, I've always gotten on with you. I think you're a great kid, and um, and uh, obviously a talented athlete. But I think it's no use being a talented athlete and being a dickhead. Um, <laughs> so you know, I, I really, I've always loved working alongside you. Um, but during during your relationship with Rich, uh, with Richie P, and obviously the functional Fano. What's been some of the kind of guiding principles or, or, or some of the really contributing factors that's just kept you involved and not necessarily records and achievements and titles? I'm talking about some of those other aspects around that, fu- that functional whānau that, you know, Richie, Richie P and your, um, your uh, relationship, some of those things. What are some of those things that have really kept you engaged and involved? Oh, well, I really like the dynamic at our gym. Like, um, I mean, I, I don't really, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of blinded to kind of clicks. But, I, ha- you know, I have been told in the past that there have been clicks at certain gyms. But at Functional, I feel like we're all super involved with each other. And, you know, we've, you know we're really a, a really big family at Functional. So just having support from everyone there. And also because Richie... Um, has so much experience under his belt to be his athlete. Um, I don't know. He just he has this way of connecting with not just me but everyone at the gym, and you just know like you know where he came from and where he is now and how much he's accomplished over the years. Yeah, yeah. I think functional strength has certainly been the standout gym since I've been on the scene for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, both in competition and 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 not in just nationals, but like your masters, obviously youth and junior squads as well. And it seems to be athletes continue to be pumped out of there. Do you have a role in that now? I mean, obviously you're 13 now, but uh, 13 when you started, but you're 19 now. Do, do you see yourself as a bit of a role model or leader in that in that setting now, or do you just still you're still a junior, still a kid, or what does it look like for you now? I definitely don't feel like I'm a role model, but I, I, I don't know. I just consider myself to be like everybody else. Like we're there to train and we're there to connect with each other. And, you know, there's no real, there's no, there's no like given title to anyone. We're all the same. And I love that, you know, nobody's above anyone else and nobody thinks lowly of it. You know, I mean, you wouldn't expect that, but yeah, I, I just really love the dynamic at our gym and the people that are there. So, um, yeah, Kana, with with that dynamic of the gym, obviously you you started um, as uh, about what thirteen years old. Yeah. Um, w- were there any sort of things over that time period? Because I know that, that that that's a time period where there's a lot of change happening in people's lives and that type of um, thing. Was there any like desire to do other sports, or what is it about? the sport of weightlifting and that environment at functional that kind of kept you in the sport because six years, even for an adult in weightlifting is quite a long time. And you've managed to get through your whole 10 years in the sport and still be really passionate and enthusiastic. So I'm just really interested in what sort of, you know, draws you to it and has kept you so passionate about it for this long. Yeah. Well, when I was five, I started netball. And then when I was six, I started athletics and swimming so from a really young age, I was involved in other sports, but I guess as I got older, um, getting it towards intermediate, which is like 11, 12, my interest and love for those sports kind of just slowly like lessened. And so for a, a little while, I was kind of just, I was uh, just floating around doing whatever, not really being involved in sports. And as soon as... Um, my mum started CrossFit and, you know, her journey as an athlete, um, I, my mum was just like, hey, give this a go. It's different. You've never done anything like this before. And so I did. And I think that just I'm a very competitive person. So mm-hmm. I think that weightlifting, because it's an individual sport, I feel like that amount of pressure that I can put on myself, I can handle it and I really enjoy that. So I don't know. It's 
I re- I did enjoy individual sports like when I did athletics, but I'm not sure exactly what it was about weightlifting that really kept me going. Were you good at yeah. it from the start? Um, I mean, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that always helps when when you you start something and you've got a little bit of a a knack for it. It definitely helps to to improve the motivation levels. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Like I've had conversations with my dad about this as well, and he said that even when I did athletics, um, I was really good at the field events. So we always knew that I had some kind of strength behind me, but it was really just seeing how strong I was. And as soon as I started weightlifting, you know, my first comp, I broke nine records. So, I mean, that just opened my eyes. I was like, wow, I'm actually quite good at this. So, yeah. 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 Okay, well, let's speaking on, on winning and records and achievements, Let's dig into something. Let's dig into that Junior Worlds, um, Kana. Oh, yeah. Fuck, wasn't that cool last year? Yeah, that was. I think that's the best I've ever performed. Like, yeah. yeah. And we know you're a competitor. Like, I've had, um, obviously, Haley up against you at one point, And, um, you know, Haley was on fire that day. Um, yeah. But, but um, I, like I said to her, um, you got to let Kana get through. You got to beat her on the platform, you know, because um, you're so good at putting away lifts. But that Junior Worlds performance, now that was, um, yeah, that was a. We could have all the strategy we wanted, but you put the lifts away. And um, talk us through, because I mean, if you don't, so if you don't know again, I'm going to announce. So she, she wins the snatch silver, uh, gold medal um, and bronze medal in the total, and also the probably the youngest, I'm certainly, to hit elite. Certainly. That, that'd probably be right. A 212 total. Um, what, what was it like going through your head, and especially in that snatch portion there? You know, what was it like from your end? I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I think that having Richie and you as well, oh, and um, Chris, yep. the back, um, you know, Richie was counting the numbers, um, Chris was loading the bar and just there in the background, but having him there was really good. But what, having you with me, Ray, because I know that um, obviously you and Richie coach differently, but when yep. I ask you for help and, you know, I'm, my heart is I can't focus, yep. you know, you, you ran me through some kind of, I don't know, I guess like some kind of a meditation, kind of focusing on my breathing, feeling the floor under my feet, and yep. that. Hearing those words and actually thinking about it before I lifted helped me to channel all of my energy. And I'm not sure how it would have gone if I hadn't have thought about those things. But um, I'm not even joking. That is what helped me to get my lifts, is thinking about all of those cues, like feel the floor under your feet, you know, just feel where I'm sitting. I don't know. It just helped me to tune into my mind. (laughs) Oh, well, I appreciate that. It was, it's something that I, I try to work on with athletes is just staying in their zone. But you were in the zone that day. Uh, and when you went out and pumped that 98, um, mm. oh, you sh- I, I wish you'd felt kind of Richie and I kind of, we almost wanted to hug each other, but we didn't <laughs> want to be dicks. You know, we didn't want to be dicks. And there was still one lift to go. You know, the Egyptian girl still yeah. had one lift to go. And um, it was, and, and then you and then you go out and, and we put the one fourteen on the bar to clean and jerk and um and you still had one attempt there but man hitting two twelve hitting elite knowing and I was we were, we were talking about this the other day I, I'm so I'm pretty sure I don't know if Tracy hit elite I, I'd have to check that um, Laura obviously has hit elite um, uh, Megan obviously Andrew Miller there's there's a small amount. But, mate, hitting that at 18, like, it's just an unreal achievement. So so when you hit, put that 114 away and you hit 212, you know, it's coming off that platform floor and, and knowing that you've just had probably the performance of your lifetime. Yeah. Man, what, what a feeling, eh? Oh, yeah. I think that it was, it was good for me mentally to have hit Elite because, you know, in my mind – 
you know how some lifters, you know, we struggle to get past certain numbers, yeah. like a hundred. It took me ages to get a hundred snatch, but as soon as I got there, I was next goal was elite. And as yeah. soon as I hit elite, my mind just kind of like done. I did it. This is what I came here for. And so when I got my third attempt, I was trying, but I knew yeah. that if I hadn't hit elite, I would have tried harder. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the back of my mind, I knew. I was just like, oh, yeah, came here, did it, done. <laughs> yeah. And it was such a great celebration between you and the and the rest of the girls. Um, yeah. You know, you, I remember the scene, you, you know, as you walked out after your medal presentation and you having a massive, like, just a massive group hug with you all and, you know, yeah. um, talking to that American girl on um, – the IWF Instagram and uh, and the photo with Thomas Ayan, which is now pretty yeah. infamous, I guess. Yeah, what a what a what a what a time, really, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I definitely love having my girls there, like Stel, Piper, Samara, yeah. Sam, and Renee. We've literally all been together since the beginning. You know, yeah. we went to Worlds together in yeah. Malaysia. Yeah, I guess our connection just runs deeper than what, um, you know, others do for me. Like, obviously, I'm close to Cam and I'm close to David and all of them. But I feel like me and the girls have a connection that's unlike uh, any other relationship that I have in the weightlifting world. Yeah, that's cool to hear. That's cool to hear. And so, um, also, I guess... And a lot of people won't know this, but uh, when we walked back into the hotel... Um, Hayden, the Japanese team were sitting in that just had dinner and actually the coaches were all drinking, weren't they, Kana? The mm. Japanese coaches. And they all clapped. They all stood up and clapped for Kana. Um, and and it, for me, I was, I was super proud of you at that event, but like that was for me, I think, in terms of for your mana, what that did for you and what you deserve, the recognition. I think that was such a great show um, for us putting our foot in the world scene. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think you've got to be proud of, of the way you're leading that right now for us, especially as a such a young athlete. Um, yeah. yeah, what what a time. What a time. <laughs> what a time. Such a hard... They're very hard moments to explain because of how surreal they were. Yeah. Because I honestly didn't think I was going to come out of the medal for that competition. I just wanted a certain total. And I didn't yeah. know was going to get me those medals so yeah it's so cool to yeah um, yeah to hear from you know having not been there and being able to listen to you guys kind of relive that whole experience like it gives us an insight into those moments that if you just watch the lifts you know on the hook grip or whatever you miss all of this emotion and realness which you know is something really special especially you know for the athlete in that moment with the Japanese team like that's yeah you you can't really put into words those sort of emotions and the way those moments feel but to hear you guys speak about it you can kind of get a taste um of that and it sounds yeah pretty pretty special yeah yeah absolutely okay what what about um what about obviously the youth olympics medal you know obviously that well no to be fair it doesn't surprise me um the way Mm. that thailand were going and all that they're bloody bunch of cheats as it is but again that was a cool moment hey talk us through some of that it was cool when I found out but at the same time I like obviously I was sad because I missed out on that moment but I feel I felt and I still feel quite uh, sad for the Thai girl who Mm. uh, cheated and I know that you know she was the one that cheated but being so young, I don't believe that she made that decision or that conscious Agreed. decision to mm. like gonna do roids. It's just like, yeah. man, you're still you're not a baby, but you know we're still babies. Yeah. To hear that that has happened, you know, yeah, I I just feel for her. Yeah, well, we appreciate that humility. Um, uh, yeah, it's a it's a shitty situation. But it does put you in a position that you're you're a youth uh, Olympic medalist, and, and and at the end of the day, if you go back through and have a look at some of the youth Olympic medalists, like I know a couple offhand, but um, like Kuo Sinchan, the fifty nine, 
she came, I think she came third in their first Youth Olympics in Singapore in 2010. So they've gone on to do great things. Um, some of these lifters that are still in the sport. Yeah. What's your what's what are you what are you thinking? Obviously, Olympics is a given, and and um, and we we don't really need to unpack because we know that you want to go to the Olympics. Like, I want to go to the Olympics, but I'm not going to make it. But you, yeah. you know, we know that. But what are some of your other just aspirations around the sport, um, performance-wise, potentially, or um, you know, part of community-wise, or I don't know. So, do you have other, other aspirations around that? Um, well, I feel like it's just a given that most weightlifters or athletes in general just want to keep improving. So, I mean, something different for me, um, I always want to make sure that I can um, maintain my happiness in the sport. And I think yeah. that's really kept me going, uh, going back to that, how have I kept to weightlifting for such a long time is because I do honestly really love weightlifting. Um, I have had a few bumps in the road, but that's to be expected. Um, but either way, one of my biggest goals is to really just, you know, the longevity of my happiness. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a cool point. That's a really cool point. And what about some of those bumps in the road, buddy? How have you dealt with those? How, you don't have to dig into what it was, but mm. how, have you, how have you dealt with them? And who have you leaned on to support you with those sorts of things? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I've spoken to uh, Richie and Cam about these kinds of things, um, and as well as my family. But I think the for me, the best way that I've dealt with it is to just talk about it with people. And I actually uh, had a really good conversation with my cousin Cairo, who lives in Australia. But uh, my family are um, very heavily immersed in a Christian way of living. And what he said was basically, you know, don't don't hold anything against anyone because at the end of the day, we're all here to love. You know, we ain't about this hateful life. And the more you dwell on it, the more unhappy you become. Yeah. So after speaking with him, he kind of just gave me a whole new perspective on things and just, you know, things happen. Just, you know, you just have to take it and move on. Yep, and 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 yeah, that's a hard lesson for a nineteen-year-old or a eighteen-year-old. That's um, you know, um, I'm very conscious of those sorts of conversations. That sort of caught it all with Samara and um, with Tessa and them. But, you know, it's um, the the first thing around being happy. Um, you know, you you're going through the hardest period of your life, being a teenager. Um, and then being asked to give up what normal, or dare I say, normal teenagers uh, are getting up to and doing um, in pursuit of something that is no given that you got to work fucking hard for. Um, yeah. It's a that's a tough tough ask, and I certainly total call your cousin in terms of it's that burning energy on things that you just don't need to, you know. Um, yeah, and hearing that, oh, look, every time I see you, I'm lucky to see you with a big smile, you know. Um, <laughs> it, it doesn't, um, I must admit, I've never seen you uh, really down, and um, but uh, that's really wise words from your cousin, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I've, you know, like even my mum and dad have said to me, you know, in life there's some tough pills that you just have to swallow, but at the end of the day, I'm really grateful that, I've had these experiences now so that I know what and how to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, so what, what about, um, so what's training look like for you over the COVID period? How's it been? I know you've got a, you've got your gym set up, but how's it been? Yeah, if I'm to be completely honest, it's been a bit off and on. Um, but I really enjoy a change of scenery. Yep. Uh, and having having my equipment, I'm really grateful that and thankful that I'm in the position where I can afford to actually um, support, you know, my goals as an athlete to keep training at home. And because I, I know that a lot of people don't get those opportunities, so I'm really lucky in that sense. Um, but yeah, to ha um, yeah, I'm just really lucky. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I know you like a change of scene because I often see you training at other places as well. What do you think? What do you think? Because um, I'm the same. Like I, you know, I try to get um, our team off to different spots to train and things. Uh, what, what does it do for you? What does the change of scene do? Uh, I'm not sure. I I just like seeing. Uh, like when I came to your gym and I saw all of you guys, it was just it was nice to see you all. Yeah. And I just like seeing some of the, you know, old faces and painting, seeing how life is treating them, and yeah, I just, I just like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a cool, that was a cool little block of training there when you came down. Um, yeah, awesome. All right, uh, I think, I think the, some of the other things I'd like to dig into is just around how you approach, because um, you obviously you've put away a lot of records. Now we know that. Um, mm. But digging into your approach, Kane, I've been I've been lucky enough to be privileged to obviously see it up close. But yeah. do you want to unpack? You know, let's just say, and let's go back a wee bit. Ninety kilo snatch was like was that number for a while for you, right? Do you remember yeah. that period? You know, it was like yeah. ninety was getting loaded, and it was a mess, and we all sat there watching Kane and ah, oh, you know, and then yeah. what's it ah, oh, and then um. Then all of a sudden, um, I remember you hitting it, I think it was, might have been Auckland Champs, and then I was lucky enough to be at the Youth and Junior Camps and we loaded 91 and you hit that. So, yeah. Do you want to talk us through some of the, some of the approach when it comes to these um, weights um, and, and kind of what you, your mindset is, what you're going through, how you approach it, all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Well, I've noticed that when I go into a competition, unless it's something like junior girls, I add some numbers in mind. I try not to focus on the numbers too. So when when I went to Auckland Champs and I was with Richie sitting down with the numbers, I had no numbers in mind whatsoever, even in the weeks leading up to it. Mm-hmm. And so the day I said to Richie, "Look, I will listen to you. I'll do what you tell me. Just." communicate with me and that's exactly what happened so I I feel like a lot of my success comes from the obviously the connection that me and Richie have but also me knowing that I can trust what he says and his thoughts around my competition yeah and and so if so let's break apart the the junior worlds again so you had Mm -hmm. a number in mind this time you had a number in mind yeah I did so what was obviously you've explained about kind of people's roles, myself and Gibbo and, and Rich in that time period, but did anything change in terms of? So if, let's just say, for example, I mean it's never it didn't happen, but let's just say you you go out and you you hit ninety five, but then you missed ninety eight, so that mm-hmm. meant you needed um, one fifteen for mm-hmm. a clean and jerk. So. What 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 do you think it would have changed, or how would you have gotten through that, or you know, what do you, what what do you think some of your approaches would have been there? Um, whenever I feel like I, because I know that if that had happened, I would have been struggling in my mind because I, yeah. I, I uh, things dwell in my mind, and it it is very hard for me to get those things out when I'm in a situation like that. So when I do compete, honestly, all I tell myself is trust Richie. <laughs> That's literally all I tell myself. And if Richie thinks that it's good, then it's good, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, that's yeah, that's cool. That's um quite a unique relationship between a coach and an athlete. Eh? Like, I think in terms of that one we spoke where we were speaking about some of the coaching stuff the other day, it's one of those things where um, the relationship between coach and athlete is really important and developing. You know, it's not just about a dictatorship. It's about a trust and it's about building a um, understanding yeah. that the coach puts a number on the bar because they believe in you. Um, and I guess yeah. after six years, um, that's probably been honed. Like, are, are there certain times that you think Richie has demonstrated that, like in particular? Mm, what do you mean demonstrated? Demonstrated what? Um, like showing you that you can trust him. Like, how, what are the ways that he's been able to to demonstrate that you you should be able to trust him and you can trust him? Like, I guess there'd be a lot of moments, but is there anything that stands out? Like where he said you could hit something, you didn't know if you could, and you went out and nailed it? Like, 
um, any of those sorts of moments? Yeah, like oh, when I when I first started weightlifting, just testing out my PBs, and because uh, I, you know, obviously, you know, we don't, I don't really know how to count the numbers on the bar. So when he started putting little increments on, I was just like, what the hell? But <laughs> he couldn't tell me, and he said, just lift it, like just do it. So I did. Um, <laughs> And then afterwards, you know, we would talk about it and you'd just say, well, you just need to stop doubting yourself. Like, you, there's, there's nothing to doubt. Just do it. You either mm. miss or you get it. You get it. Good. Yeah. And that doubt, we can, no matter what level of weightlifter we are, I think we can all relate to doubting ourselves. Yeah. Hey, you know, I, I think that's very universal. Um in in our sport and and probably is in other sports, but I don't give a fuck about them. Um, <laughs> it's in, in our sports, uh, and, and at the end of the day, um, what cuts the elite apart from the others is that that doubt is not as big as their um, their courage and and belief. Um, so let's try and unpack some of that that courage and belief because I know you you're, you're you're a competitor, you absolutely are, but. Do you have any processes that you take around belief? Is there wording or 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 is, do you read books or podcasts or church or um, fando? I don't know. Um, is there something that really that you use to practice belief? Well, I feel like my upbringing has had a very big influence on the way that I am. Well, with everyone, but. Honestly, I have to be completely honest. I am a very confident person. Like I, I don't know. I don't come across a time where I think to myself, "Oh no, I can't do that." I just, I don't know. Um, I feel yeah. like I can, I can push all of that to the side, just because I know that I'm. I don't doubt myself. I'm a very yeah. confident in that sense. And I'll give you an example, Hayden. Um, at the youth and junior camp, I got on Kana's back about her stretching and range of motion. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I challenged her to be able to, because she's like doing a, doing a pancake, um, you know, to stretch your legs or apart and you're trying to fold down the middle. You know that one, Hayden? Yeah. 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 So I ch she was shocking. Like she could barely kind of keep her knees down, let yeah. alone... Um, asked to fold forward, you know, and I, I said, I, I did say to you, I said, for your longevity in the sport and, you know, for, for your development, you need to work on this. And I swear to God, mate, about four or six weeks later, she just sends me a photo of her doing a full pancake. <laughs> I've still got it. And, and I still, t I still tell that story. Okay. I still, when I go and deliver at seminars, I still tell that story. Because people always try to give me bullshit excuses around why they can't do something. Um, <laughs> and, and I always tell that story because I've got the photo. <laughs> uh, yeah. and, I, um, and I just remember getting that. And that, that gives a bit of insight for people listening and for you, Hayden. Like, that's the level of Kana's determination around this. And um, I know you've worked extremely hard on your food. Um, you know, I know you've worked extremely hard on, on um, your range of motion and obviously technique and, and all that sort of stuff. But for me personally, Kay, it's, it's so makes me so proud to hear a young Māori uh, person be, be okay with saying I'm a confident person. Because yeah. you know, you know, you know how many Māori people, all, your, all my Māori friends, in the, well, not all of them, but a lot of them, they're always whakamaa, always shy. Don't want, and, and we have a lot of people that cut us down if we try and promote ourselves and do well. And oh, you're a show off. You're a eat ass. You're, a, you know. And you've risen. You've risen above a lot of that, haven't you? Oh uh, well, I I I don't know how it happened though. Like when I was younger, like when I again when I first started weightlifting, I wasn't like that. I wasn't always as um confident as what I am now but I guess just really seeing what I'm capable of with weightlifting has built that for me and I'm not really 
I don't really, you know, tell people, oh, yeah, I got this medal, I got that record and stuff like that. But if they ask, I will gladly say I am a, you know, I, I, I can do that and I can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's humility. And I, I think humility in your opinion of the young Thai lifter who was doped, because um, you, you've got all, your, all the right in the world to be angry. But mm. I, I, like, I completely agree with you in the fact that um, – that you're better to be um, just forgiving and, and and your humility to show, oh, look, that she probably, and I agree with you, she's a kid and probably didn't know fully or just was told what to do. Mm. Um, I think that's an example of that. Yeah, you don't have to be a dickhead and shout from the soapbox, oh, hey, look at me, look at me. Um, but it's important for me, it's important to hear, especially young Māori, um, being proud of their achievements and sharing them often and sharing them often. Um, what, what about, um, what about social media and your training and things? Uh, that's quite a big, um, platform these days and, um, and, and what you offer on your social media, you know, is it, is it, um, is that a challenging platform for you? Is it challenging to put things up on social media or, do you not have much time for it, or what's your thoughts on it? I mean, I definitely struggle to put things up purely because I just can't be bothered recording it when I'm training. Um, yeah. I see the importance of putting yourself out there because, you know, getting your name out there and uh, building, again, building a platform for yourself. Um, but even with some, even whether they be positive or negative, I really take them with a grain of salt. Like, I will definitely... I'd be thankful for all of the people who support me on my journey, but everybody who has something negative to say, I honestly don't really see it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get to read it. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a very good um, good take on it. It's, yeah, it is an interesting thing. I, I, I know uh, there's already social media that goes on around you anyway because of people, <laughs> other people promoting what you're doing. Um, but it's a, it is an interesting take, and, and again, a very mature take to that social if, to social media if you do want to jump on and follow her it's at kana underscore weightlifting nz so, yeah, so yeah, jump on yeah. instagram and follow yeah. her yeah. yeah we will kana what about um so obviously um olympic qualification um is well olympics has been shifted and you know um all that sort of stuff what have you what has your mindset been around has it been more rest, uh, less intensity, or are you? Um, I'm, I know your training's been hit and miss. You said, but what about your mindset around this? What, what does it? How, what does that look like? Um, well, when the lead up first started, I felt that my mindset was really strong because you know all I wanted to do was go to the Olympics. Yeah. And um, oh yeah, like I said before, there's been a few bumps in the road, and at the moment. Uh, my mindset is kind of, at this point, I'm really on the fence about everything. Like, if I go, I'll be happy that I'm going. Like, I'll be extremely thankful that I even got a spot. Um, but at the end of the day now, I feel like if I didn't secure a spot or if I wasn't chosen, you know, I would, okay, move on. Yeah. I'd be able to take that. Yeah, that. And that's again a mature way of dealing with that. It's um, um, and we don't need to unpack circumstances, but I think I think for for me personally, and you know, I've always been proud of you, Kana. But it's I think uh, some of that some of that is shown that your, your growth personally because. I think you've got a massive future in the sport outside of being on the bar on the platform. Whether you like it or not, actually, quite honestly, Kano, I think, um, you know, it's up to you whether you want to step into that once you um, step off the platform officially. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's there. It's up for you to take it. Um, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm not saying take it, but, uh, but this sort of um, mindset challenge is going to de- – is developing your leadership and ability um, as you move into – being an adult and making decisions around some of those things because, yeah, not everything's a given in our sport, is it? 
It's um, yeah. you've got to work hard. Um, you've got to work your ass off. And you can't just hope to hell that things drop out of the sky for you, isn't it? Isn't that right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely, if I got in other positions, like if I were to work with young girls who want to pursue a career in every, any given sport, I would gladly take that position and work with them. Um, but, yeah, I guess I'll take anything at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's talk on that. What about, what about Kana outside of weightlifting? What do you like doing? What do you, Just what do you stole enjoy? my question, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, I am doing a bachelor, a bachelor's in health science, only part time. Um, but I, <laughs> ever since the lockdown started, I took up uh, crochet. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I am crocheting at the moment. <laughs> what? Oh, nice. What are you crocheting? Uh, I'm just like blankets and I really wanted to try and make like beanies but <laughs> I need to get more materials oh nice <laughs> and, <laughs> and the health sciences um, what what's what was your motivation for that uh, well I really wanted to do physiotherapy but then I changed my mind and I wanted to do nursing and uh, my auntie Anya actually works at uh, Auckland University, so she said, "Hey, this is a path that you can take. You know, it's up, it's your choice. But at the end of the day, if you do this, then there is more options for you." So when I heard that I could potentially be going to the Olympics and physiotherapy don't do part studies, I was like, "Okay, well, um, I want to go to the Olympics, but I don't want this to be a really." you know, a big juggling act. Yeah. So, but you know what? University is always going to be there for me, but the yeah. Olympic next year, that's going to be gone as soon yeah. as, you know, as soon as it starts. Yeah. So I, val- I value both um, school and lifting, but if I were to choose one or the other, it would be weightlifting because weightlifting only happens once. <laughs> Uni will yeah. always be. <laughs> yeah. What's your thoughts on that PhD? <laughs> I, I think that's a pretty uh, mature way to look at it, really. Um, I know someone like, I think it's Kate Nye as well in America, is in a similar um, scenario yeah. where the focus now is on the Olympics because, you know, you're only at this age and the stage once, but, you know, you can still work on your studies on the side now, but you might not be able to dive headlong or head first, sorry, um, into that until yeah. you have a bit more free time so I think that's quite a smart smart way to go about it in no way am I saying that study is invaluable because it is but <laughs> mm. I would still gladly choose weightlifting over studying it's timing though, yeah, I th- yeah yeah and I think I think the, the rhetoric's changed around that um, kind of like uh, for example um, like my girls, I actually um, am not worried about them when they leave school, you know, uh, and if they want to go and work a job or go to uni or whatever, I'm going to support that because I don't think you need to have your life sorted um, out when you're 18, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and like you say, and it's so good to hear you say it, it's not like you can go, oh, I'm going to go to uni for four years and then come back to weightlifting. Well, sorry, yeah. that, ain't ha- that ain't happening, you know, like... <laughs> Um, unless you're some freak of nature that, that you know, it, it's just not going to happen. You'll get eaten up because in our sport, time under the barbell is is what's needed, you know. Um, and it's such a it's it's such a wise mindset that you've got around that because university is always going to be there, um, yeah. always. You can start that when you're bloody seventy; it doesn't matter. Um, uh, and um, oh, yeah, it's really good to hear that. I think one other thing I'd like to dig into is just this principle of happiness um, in the sport. Um, and I loved hearing that. And, and, I, and I'll admit, I always say to um, people I work with, if you're not happy, fucking give up. Like, chuck it. If, if you've gone through a period and you've tried to figure it out mm-hmm. and you've realized, actually, actually, I'm just not happy with this anymore, like, give it up. You know, now you're fucking doing something you're not happy with. Yeah. Ha, ha, can you talk to us about 
where that may have came from, the, the principle of happiness in the sport and what you do to check that that's still there um, uh, and what you do to fuel it or, or, or feed it, um, maybe something around that, that sort of all. Well, I found that uh, when I was, you know, uh, early teens, it was kind of a, I had an often, I still have an often on relationship with weightlifting, but recognizing when you have those down times with weightlifting, not forcing yourself to do something that you don't want to, like, I get that it's important for you to go to the gym and I get that it's important for you to keep training, but if in that moment you honestly don't want to, like, don't pressure yourself, like, you have to go or you have to do this, otherwise you're not a good athlete, like, no, nah, that's it's just not true. Yeah. But yeah, just don't don't force yourself to do something that you don't like. And when you feel like going, go. Yeah. And and so, and and I love that. I love that. So for you, um, your goals are at the forefront. So, is and here's a big question: Is the Olympics ahead of happiness, or happiness ahead of the Olympics? Happiness ahead of the Olympics. Oh, I'm proud of you. Proud of you for saying that. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, a, it's, not yeah. a, it's not a hard decision for me to make because, again, at the end of the day, I mean, sure, it would be cool to say that I went to the Olympics and it would be cool to say that I won a medal there, but I feel like my love for the sport is more than a medal any day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool to hear. That's cool to hear. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that really resonates with me because for me, my role in the sport is finite uh, um, and also um, I, I just try to make every day count in the sport. I'm just still trying to figure out how to get paid for it full time so my wife <laughs> doesn't get all fucked off about me doing it all the time. But, but um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't care less about... I, I mean, I'm not saying I, I, I don't want to. Like, I'd, I'd love to go and coach at an Olympics or a Com Games or a Worlds or something, you know. Um, but it doesn't define me as a coach in my role in the sport. Like, I don't pout if I don't make things. And, and uh, yeah, your growth, I mean, me, your growth from when I first met you to now, it's phenomenal. Phenomenal in terms of your mindset. Um, yeah. I hope that people don't take my opinion of these things as me being blasé. I'm not being blasé. I'm just trying to be real with the situation, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking appreciate that. You're not going to get anything more real than than talking to me as well in this fucking sport. And I think, um, Kano, I think we've all got to realise that um, that opinion that you're holding is incredibly mature and and valuable, um, especially coming out of a 19 year old. Uh, I, I certainly can tell you, at 19, I wasn't. Uh, probably capable of making those sorts of <laughs> comments. Um, um, but, mate, that's um, certainly uh, something to be proud of in yourself um, and something, again, yeah, makes me even more proud of, of who you are as a person and what you're doing for our sport. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, mate, Kane, uh, uh, I don't want to keep you too much longer. Uh, I know you've probably got training or something else to do. Um but uh, Hayden, Hayden, you got anything else you want to? Um, no, I think like again, this one I've kind of I've kind of sat back and um, listened to you guys talking a bit because there's already that established relationship, and so that that flow was good. I didn't want to interrupt it too much, but I think you've covered quite a few um, cool things. Like I love the mindset stuff and and the way that Kane is thinking about situations and the maturity she's showing, and as you say, how she's growing in her time in the sport as well. I think that's a really big thing for people to remember is that you might not be there on day one in the sport, but after you spend some time in it, you're going to learn some lessons and you're going to grow from those lessons. And it's really cool to see um, that in Kane, right? It's like, yeah, just a cool growth that we've seen and, and heard today. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, before we head off, Kane, um, I've got two questions for you. Mm-hmm. First question, who is your favorite lifter in the world outside of New Zealand? And why? Cool, Lydia. And why? Beast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, she is certainly a beast. That she, her movement is just 
flawless. Like she just looks so strong when she's lifting, and she just the way that she attacks the bar. Like that's the kind of aggression that I want. That I want people to see me like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's got a crazy jerk too, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Barely even a dip. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. And then, who is your favourite lifter within New Zealand? Can be current or former. Um, I guess it was kind of a given, but probably Richie. I was going yep. to say she has to say that, really. Joking <laughs> 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 when I say this, but honestly, Cam McTaggart. Yeah. Why? Like, Why Cam? He again, the aggression that he brings, but also. Just how flawless his move. I, like honestly, when I I have never, if only once, seen him miss a lift. Like he never misses a lift, and if he does, he knows exactly why he did it and fixes it straight. Like he's just a beast. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> he's pretty good. Yeah, he's absolutely pretty good. Oh, there you go. Cam Cam trumps Richie. <laughs> 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 yeah, awesome. Okay, well, um, thank you very much, Kana. Um, I'm sure um, we'll catch up soon, and, and uh, I look forward to seeing you in person again. And um, But uh, we're really wrapped to have you on our, our podcast, uh, being our first athlete, official athlete, uh, well, athlete that's any good. Um, <laughs> um, and, and, yeah, the value you'll bring to this, this corridor and, and our, our kind of, um, weightlifting yarns journey um, is just massive so we really really appreciate you coming on thank you for giving me this opportunity awesome awesome uh, alright well, we'll we'll sign off this, the podcast there I guess HJP yeah no that's cool remember um, people if you do enjoy our podcast do share it with others um, feel free to follow me at HJP Method and Ray where can they find you uh, in Papa Moore no you can find me at uh, <laughs> Ray underscore Everest. Awesome, team. We'll see you next time. Awesome. Thank you.